0: Sports Interaction, Canada Sports Book. Well, I'll take a few more of those. Hey, this is Game Over Calgary. I'm Peter. He's Audie uh, coming at you after a one nothing, a Calgary Flames win here on Game Over Calgary, powered by Sports Interaction sports betting. It's on everyone's mind right now, and Sports Interaction is Canada's sports book. Before the game starts, live in play, or how your favorite player will perform, Canada plays at Sports Interaction, doing it right since 1997 with the most competitive odds. Sports Interaction makes it easy to. Deposit and play and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. Nineteen years or older. Please play responsibly. So we are coming to you after a Flames victory this evening, one nothing, the final score. And Audi, I will be perfectly honest with you. I did not think that one nothing was going to be the score of the hockey game we talked about after the first 20 minutes of this one.
1: Look, I'm I'm just happy it's not a triple overtime like Pittsburgh <laughs> and uh, uh, New York saw, because if that were the case, I'm sorry to everybody at the network who has to stick around and watch these uh, or moderate these streams because it would be wait, far too late. But I do agree with you. A one nothing game was not on my bingo card for game one of the uh, Stanley cup playoffs between these two teams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this was, I mean, coming in, I thought the flames had just so many advantages, right? Like I, I yeah. thought that they had the advantage in goal. I thought the advantage at forward depth, I thought they had the advantage on the blue line and then Klingberg goes out and they really had the advantage on the blue line, but th- this was one of those low event hockey games that I think we were all kind of bracing for. But I was like that. I guess we'll start with the start. The The Calgary Flames could not have asked for a better 1st oh six as the Stars didn't get a shot, and they only got two in the first minute, or in the first period, sorry. Um, you could not have asked for a better start. The crowd was into it. The players were into it. Just a, a phenomenal way to start the game.
1: Oh, I mean, you want to talk about how, you're, how you should start a playoff game? I think that's textbook right there. Uh, you know, we saw guys like Gaudreau and guys like Lindholm, people who we don't typically see, uh, throwing their body around, making these big hits in the first per- in the opening three or four minutes of the first period to really set the tone. Uh, and it did set the tone. I mean, Calgary was dominant for the better part of that period. I mean, the better part of this game, if we're being honest here. Uh, but it really set the tone early. It got uh, guys like Kachuk awake, apparently guys like Anderson who dropped the gloves now. Um, but yeah, it, it really set the tone early. And I mean... What a treat everybody got to uh to witness there in that first period, especially uh, at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. I'm usually pretty hard on the saddle dome. I, I I call it the silent dome. It's it's generally a pretty quiet place when it's not playoffs. Uh, but they were bumping in there today for the boys. So I I, I I'm jealous of everybody who was there. If you're tuning into this and you were there or you are there still or you're yeah. down the red mile, uh have a cold one for myself and Peter and please. Uh, be sure you you are are chanting and having all the fun in the world. Responsibly, of course, but uh, having all the fun.
0: Yeah, um, I I thought the crowd was tremendous. Like, I, I thought they... I thought they came out, like, just absolutely incredibly. Um, also, I'm being told I'm having some issues with my mic, so I am um, trying to fix those on the fly. So I apologize if some of this is not coming through maybe as clean um, as, as I want it to be. But yeah, the, this the, the crowd was incredible, and I thought that the, the team really fed off of that for the first little bit in this game. And I almost felt bad for Markstrom, because everyone is hitting, everyone is going, and Markstrom just has to sit there. For yeah, ten minutes and just not do anything. Well,
1: and 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 you know, to your point too about the two period or two shots or three shots, whatever it was in the f- first period, I almost wanted him to be uh, challenged and tested a little bit more early on, just mm-hmm. because I wasn't exactly sure what you know it would look like when he did finally face a shot. It seemed like they weren't going to get a shot on goal. That I don't even remember what time they ended up getting their first shot on goal. Eleven almost. Yeah. Okay. So just about half a period of no action at the other end, which I mean, great defensive game, but at the same time, maybe goes a little cold. I don't know. I I almost wanted him to be tested a little bit early and, and kind of get comfortable and get, uh, get in the crease, but calm composed a playoff shutout. Um, not much more you could uh, you could ask for if you're Jacob Markstrom.
0: Yeah, we wanted him to get ten shutouts on the year. It just took into the uh, the eighty third game, game eighty
1: three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the unofficial um, game eighty three. Yeah,
0: yeah. And after they got their first shot, it's not like they were swarming them. He had two. In the the first period, I said on Twitter that the the Flames should have just pulled their goalie and just taken the chance at six on five, just to to see what happened. Because defensively, and that that was something that you noted to to me when we were chatting about this game before we came on, is just defensively. Good. We'll get to the offense in a second. Defensively, though, Chef's kiss. That they, they played oh. a, a perfect game. They Pavelski threw that cross crease pass to Robertson there at the end of the um, uh, in that kind of scramble toward the end of the game, and that was the first time that they said Robertson's name most of the game like I thought specifically on the line that you want to focus on they focused on them well and they didn't let them have nothing this game
1: it was perfect it was perfect the exact line that well obviously we know that 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 line equated for I think something like 45 percent of Dallas's goals this season um but yeah like they were I, I mean all due respect they were pretty much invisible tonight and I think that had a lot to do with uh, just the way that they they were shut down by uh, I, I don't really remember what matchup it was I want to say it was the backland line that was out there the majority of the time uh, or, or that that matchup or or maybe it could have even been um, could have even been the yarn croak line I can't remember but either way it was a perfect matchup they they kept everything to the outside they didn't even really like let them get too much uh, zone entry time either like they they pretty much got the puck to the middle and then that was it Mm. uh a lot of a lot of dump and no chase a a lot of dump and 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 head to the bench for dallas tonight i just think that uh all around i mean obviously shutting down that big line was huge but just all in all shutting down everybody getting i I talked to you about uh uh, a little bit about zone time and and uh the transition game the flames did a really good job of kind of playing it like almost playing a neutral zone trap but kind of not really at the same mm-hmm. time they just kind of got sticks and bodies in lanes and didn't let them get to you know they got to the neutral zone and that was it that's all they could really do so all in all stick taps for just kind of how they defended all game and that's something that we've seen all year right this isn't yeah. really breaking news or, or much of a surprise for us as as the consumer watching these games we've seen the flames do this all year they, we know that they're a very defensively responsible team under Sutter. And tonight was just another example of that.
0: Well, and you're kind of wondering who the flames put out there against that top line, I think shows the way that this flames team can attack that top line. It's like, if they want to go just top line versus top line and just have that, okay, well maybe this will be a a bit of a toss up, but those other lines, they're going to get you on. I didn't notice anything else. Uh, aside from when they they did kind of the, the blender late, there was a bit there with Sagan and Gurianov. I think, that got a, a couple of things going. But depth-wise, I don't think this series is particularly close. And I think that's where, like, the, the Flames, I think, you would get a little bit concerned with a good line like Dallas has when you go back to Dallas and the Stars have last change. But unless you're only putting them out there against the fourth line, you're either putting them out there against uh, a top line with Lindholm who... I, I think should get selkie consideration. um mm-hmm. you, you have him against backland who has had selkie consideration before, or you have him out there uh, against the Yarncrock line. That again, like you said, you got Dubay out there as well, um, and and Toffoli. That can be a defensive line as well. Like there isn't really a line out there for the Flames that's okay. Let's exploit this matchup. I, I think the Flames have done a good job of building a team that's almost matchup proof in those types of situations.
1: Yeah, and it's just again, uh, you know, how many times have I pumped. The tires of Daryl Sutter in the uh, in the three shows that we've done so far, it's it has a lot to do with him. It's got a lot to do with the fact that he's kind of driven that mindset in, and and I think especially with that top line too, just seeing the games of Matthew Kachuk and and Johnny Gaudreau evolve, and the players around them, you know, playing a more defensively responsible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that that pays, or that you know, it's, it's a big portion of why they're so. Uh, defensively potent, defensively responsible—whatever word you want to attribute it to—the uh, the responsibility that the, that the whole team kind of has defensively now is just—it's uh, incredible. And then yeah. that's how you—that's how you shut down those top lines. It's we we talked about it, and it's I'm not going to beat it to death, but uh, uh, definitely a good defensive game.
0: For those who are uh, more numerically inclined, uh, the Stars had 28 shot attempts this game, which is
1: remarkably low um yeah. when they finish with 16 shots on goal correct? yeah is that
0: uh that sounds about right it was uh i think it ends up being around yeah 16 19 um either way not a lot like there were lines in that pittsburgh new york game that had more than that tonight so um high danger chances in this one it was all square three three like just not a whole lot there and the, i think the the flames will take that my one kind of Nyeh. On this one and it's not a giant one because they won it's game one the crowd was into it everything I don't want this to have any kind of a negative tone at all however this team is going to need to generate more than three high danger chances in this series if they're if they're going to win this. And especially, you look at how the rest of the playoffs have gone so far, Colorado had no problem scoring goals. Um, the Kings and the Oilers, no problem scoring goals. Like, you are going to go up against teams who are going to have more than one line at some point. You can't just get one on the power play and that's that. I, I think there needs to be a little bit more offensive contributions and just a little bit more danger. The Flames were in complete control of this game game and just didn't do enough with it I didn't think in this game I I feel like there needs to be maybe a little bit more on the offensive side for Calgary in the, the remainder of this series
1: look and if I were to if, if I were to wager a, uh, a guess or a bet here I haven't listened to Daryl's postgame presser but I would imagine if he does do one which I'm sure he will that's probably something he'll even bring up you know like mm-hmm. Daryl's the kind of coach that's He's you know obviously happy with the win but but it wasn't an ideal win a one nothing win uh you know how many times has he said that you need to score uh, three or more goals to win a game in this league in today's NHL uh, you know typically three one three two hockey games so yeah I'm sure he's happy to take the win and and like you said I just think that you know generating more offense is probably going to be you know on the forefront and that's not to say that they didn't have their chances they had some power plays they had, Uh, some good offensive zone time especially there in that first period they pretty much dominated play in the other end Um, but yeah definitely need to generate more I don't know high danger chances kind of like you mentioned too, getting into those those higher danger areas kind of that diamond in front of the nets uh, generating shots from in there getting bodies in front too, not just shots that you know Audinger is going to see the whole way there create some traffic uh, which you know in turn creates higher danger chances so I don't know. I think they'll go back to the drawing board. They're they're obviously going to be happy with this win, but uh yeah. some some little things to work on.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, not not a perfect performance, but I mean, when when you need 16 wins, getting one of them early is not a bad thing. Uh as oh, Calgary sure. takes the the one nothing series lead. Uh, another, I don't want to say excuse, but uh, another reason that you could give, real tough to get into a flow in this game at all. And this has been very much a theme of the first two days of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The referees are calling everything. And they've kind of done this in the past where um the the playoff intensity has ramped up and the officials are still using the old rule book. Eventually yeah. I do think this kind of corrects itself, but and I mean, a couple of these were too many men like th- those are just always going to be called. But yeah. holy crap, was this a I, I would imagine this was a difficult game for especially guys who don't play on special teams to, to get into.
1: Yeah, you know, like you mentioned, too, I think things will eventually regress back to the mean in terms of, uh, you know, playoff penalties and, 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 and power plays and all that stuff. The one thing I would say is, you know, as much as people like to give officials and referees a hard time for uh you know calling a game close to the you know by the book especially come this time of year I gotta give them all credit for the consistency over the past couple of nights it's it's been the same rule book right everything's getting called here so I mean if I'm gonna give them credit I'll give them credit for at least uh you know keeping it the same for every game Uh, up to this point but I I do think it will kind of find its way back to uh, to where it's supposed to be for this time of year Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of just like an old cliche that come the playoffs the rule book goes out the window Um, it will it'll get to that I I don't think they're going to be calling every little slash every little hook from now until the Stanley Cup finals but uh, I I will give them props for at least calling or, or making it consistent the level playing field for pretty much all eight games that have been uh, that have been played so far this this first round.
0: Yeah, uh, but like that, that Zadorov holding call that that's not getting called <laughs> a month from now. Like that's just, it, it, no. it's, just it's just not. No. Um, don't take it for sure. But um, uh, either way, uh, I thought like obviously special teams key in this game tonight. It's where the only goal came from and it's where half the game was played. I, I thought power play wise, like the Flames power play is good. Um, and w- when they, when they can get it rolling and zipping around like that, that thing moves and then they're able to create a lot of opportunities coming off of that. So I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to dissect from that. I thought the penalty kill was exceptional tonight and they were talking about it on the broadcast. I mm-hmm. thought that was like the key to this game because there was a couple of times where this game, again, it's a one nothing game. Things could have gone a little bit sideways, but that penalty kill came up right when it needed to.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, it was, it came up in, in, in the most, uh, crucial of times. I thought there were a couple times there where, uh, you know, in a one, in a one nothing game, you get a little more nervous when you're on the penalty kill. I find like, especially as, as the fan or as the consumer, uh, watching the game, I was like, Holy smokes, like one quick power play goal for, for Dallas changes the entire dynamic of this game. So, um, was definitely nervous, but they did a really good job. They kept everything to the outside for the most part. Mm -hmm. Didn't give them too many good looks, uh, in in the middle, uh, in the middle of the offensive zone for Dallas, uh, keeping everything to the outside, winning those 50, 50 puck battles. Uh, you know, everything down in the, in, in all the board play was great. I just think it was, yeah, like you said, it was perfect. They did. They did a really good job. Um, not letting them capitalize on the man advantage. So uh not lots to be happy about there
0: yeah yeah and like this this sport is very complex but it's also very easy if you win the middle parts of the ice you're Mm -hmm. going to win this game like there's a t that i think you have to do well in it it is like the the slot area and like, kind of straight a line all the way down. And then also the neutral zone. And I think the Flames won both of those spots tonight. I thought that... Oh, for sure. To, to your point, everything from Dallas came from the outside. Like, basically mm-hmm. everything. Power play, even strength. Six on five at the end. Everything was to the outside. And the neutral zone was... A uh, whole lot of words that I can't say. A slog. We'll use slog to to get through for yeah. for Dallas. Like I, I thought, Calgary. The areas that Dallas wanted the most, they could never get to, and that had to. It had to feel like you were drowning out there if you were a Stars player because you just you you can see where you want to get to, but there's it probably feels like 800 bodies in the way, and they're all going to hit you, and it's going to suck, and it's going to hurt.
1: Yeah, they they forced so many. Uh, I don't know, like the flames did a really good job of getting in every lane in the neutral zone too, but also like attacking the puck carrier all at the same time. So Milan Lucic is going to steamroll you in open ice in the neutral zone and your only outlet pass or you, you have no outlet pass. the only thing you can really do is flip it in, which is why I think they resulted so much in, 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 in the, in the uh, dump and chase game. Uh, or all dump no chase, as it mostly seemed they they would dump and then go for a line change, uh, but yeah, like if you can win the neutral zone game, which the Flames did uh, by a margin this this evening, uh, you know that solves a good chunk of your problems. And then again, like you keep everything to the outside, you don't spend a whole lot of time playing defense. Uh, I want to give credit to as well in that last minute when they had the goalie pulled that or they didn't have the goalie pulled at this point, but the four check by Goudreau and oh. I, I don't know if you remember that Goudreau and and, and Kachuk yeah. in that last like twenty five seconds where they were just relentlessly uh battling for every single puck and coming up with possession or pinning it along the boards. Uh I don't know. I th- I just I find that that was like the most exciting point of the game for me. I don't know why, but just seeing like Gaudreau relentlessly Uh, battling for a puck, like throwing his entire body into it. Uh, It just, it made me very happy. I don't know about you, but it made me very, very happy to see.
0: Just to see him out there killing it with the like empty net late game situation. We're a couple of years removed from that not being a thing that he is trusted to do at all. Um, And so, again, like, I I think sometimes people can overstate the improvements when you go from being, like, a a non-factor to, oh, hey, look at that, you're not terrible at this now. I think there can be a bit of an overstating sometimes, but the work that he has put in to get that part of his game rounded out... um, is is something that I think needs to be commended and, and something that I think he he should be uh, applauded for because he he has kind of when you are on a line with Lynn Noman kachuk, there's gonna be some nastiness that comes along with it and part of that is those late game situations and trying to tr- trying to take over and trying to win those uh, trying to put a game away and and they were able to do that and that was like you said like a, a big part of it and again at the end they get the one chance that just misses Robertson aside from that, Smothered. Smothered all game. And uh, Calgary did that without one of their top defensemen. Uh, I guess we can talk about that. Rasmus Anderson, look, he got ejected and he got his money's worth because he beat the tar out of Klingberg. Um, Oh, yeah. But that... Did he ever... (laughs) I hope it was worth it because that was... I, I think that did kind of change things up a little bit, both on the power play where we saw Tanev and Gabranson spend some time, which was mm-hmm. a new one for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think overall, again, we talk about kind of being out of that flow. I think it affected Dallas more than it affected the Flames, but I don't think it was a non-zero impact on Calgary either.
1: No, and I think where it especially hit Dallas the most was on the power play. They looked like they they mm-hmm. struggled more than just, you know, how good how, or how well the Flames uh were able to defend their uh defend their power play. But, you know, Klingberg is a big part of that power play. And and he's usually the guy who's moving the puck through the middle and and creating chances the other way. So I think that's where it really came around to bite them in the rear end, especially given, you know, the the, the many opportunities that they did have on the power play tonight. So um I think that's kind of where they missed him the most. Not to say that they wouldn't have missed him at, at five on five either because he's still you know, he's still a pretty, pretty serviceable guy. Um, but the power play, I think, especially is where uh, um, they missed him, I think, tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. And again, in a one nothing game, just those little margins. Yeah. It's all it takes. Um, that, that was quite the end of the period. Matthew Kachuk. That was, I think, the best playoff game he has played. I thought. Um, like we talked about the flames, maybe not having as much danger offensively as you would like. I thought Matthew Kachuk was, was there full marks tonight. I I thought he was probably their best creator. I thought he was like four check wise. He was fantastic. Um, and then obviously the physical stuff that was when, when we think of what Matthew Kachuk could be in the playoffs, we got, I think a pretty good clo pretty good version of that tonight.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think like, as the Flames fan, and maybe, you know, I hope you feel the same way. Like, it feels really nice to see the evolution of Matthew Kachuk in his game, mm-hmm. just to, you know, going from that pest who, you know, going back to the 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 and puck flip incident and, and the hissy fit that he had, which, um, you know, we don't really know, but whatever meeting came out of there was inevitably, you know, maybe what made her break, like, broke his season kind of thing uh, that year, but to see kind of where he's come from there and he's still kind of that pest. He's still that agitator, but he leaves the after the whistle stuff aside. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like just to see how his game has, has transpired since then is just uh it's really sweet to see. And uh, to your point too, he's he's throwing the body around and, and generating space and chances and uh, he's he was definitely one of the best players on the ice tonight. Um, but another, I, I want to give another shout out to Goudreau, just because I know that going coming into this playoffs, he was definitely under the microscope for the past few years. The general consensus in the media has been, you know, where where does Johnny Goudreau go come playoff time? And you know, for a game one, first game of the playoffs, I think that he was everything and more. Than what uh, we should have expected. He's he didn't he hasn't missed a beat from the uh you know the regular season where he put up 115 points and and was obviously the Flames' best player all year. So I want to give a shout out to him too for just kind of silencing the haters for uh, for game one. We'll say
0: yeah. And like like I said, I, I would like to see maybe creating a little bit more, but that, that's yeah. not on him. I thought that top line was good. A couple mm-hmm. of other guys who kind of stood out to me from a, a positive sense. We talked about him coming into this series. I mean, we talked about him coming into a potential Nashville series because it was 4 nothing when we were talking about that. Um, it was. The, the joys of doing things live, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I thought Dylan Dubé was great again. I Oh, yeah. I, I could not have asked for more from from Dylan Dubé. I thought he and and Manjapani had had some really good games tonight for Calgary.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I I'd be pretty hard pressed to find somebody who didn't have a good game tonight for Calgary. Yeah. I think I think Lucic was great, you know, given his role. I think Richie he took that one bad penalty that was uh, was a borderline I think interference. I think he was more so following up on it, following through on on his uh his hit, but maybe it was the leg that, that he extended out that was more so the interference, but I think Brett Ritchie looked okay. I don't think, uh, I, honestly, I don't think anybody really looked at a place. Right. Yeah, which no, is, that's fair. Which is Which is ideal for <laughs> yeah. game one of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, not not um the, the last place I worked at we said not a lot of passengers right like there, there right. wasn't it, it was everyone was pulling the rope in the same direction uh, 150 other cliches that you can can try to find for that type of thing but no you're right like you can go on down the line and it, it's it, it was solid nights from a lot of guys i I think I think there are a couple of guys who I I do kind of leave wanting a little bit more from I mean literally Ross, Rasmus Anderson because he just didn't play yeah, um, yeah. but I, I like I, <laughs> I feel fair. like there's there, there's another gear for a yarn crook to get to or for a Toffoli to to get to. Um, Even Backlund, I I could see a little bit more from those guys, but it's not that they had bad games. It's just at some point there needs to be an elevation now because the the test will get tougher as as this goes along, in theory, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. One last one, if we're giving shout-outs. He only had to face two shots in in an hour, but uh, Jacob Markstrom was phenomenal when called upon for Calgary. And if you're only going to give up 18 shots a night, um, then Markstrom is probably going to stop all of them. I, I thought, I thought Markstrom was really good and he had to be because the dude at the other end was also really good.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think he definitely owes a round of beers to the rest of the guys for only uh, limiting him to 18 shots faced and, and none of them really being too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, hopefully given, you know, you see that, uh, that, you know, 18 shots on goal in, in a game that weren't really coming from dangerous places. You would hope that all 18 of them were turned aside, but he's, he's looked like this all year. He's calm, composed. He's squared everything. He was seeing everything tonight. There wasn't really any desperation saves that needed him to, to get out of position. He was, he was in, he played in the paint for the whole, uh, whole game. And, uh, he was great, but, yeah. uh, uh, just to your point about backlin and wanting more, I, I was particularly impressed with his, uh, his penalty kill today mm-hmm. and how and, and and how he was able to almost generate a chance going the other way had he not blown a tire, but still was able to get the puck even deeper from his rear end on the ice, stretching out with, you know, everything left in him. So um, just a shout out to him as well. For If we're on the topic of shout outs, I would like to, uh, I know you want to see more from him, but I was impressed with uh, with his work on the penalty kill. And Yarn Croaks, you do to break out. Yeah. this guy has been so close like like he's he's due he's overdue yeah. I think
0: yeah and I, I don't want to come across as being negative again you, you want a playoff game um that that mm-hmm. that is that 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 is what you want to do um I just I feel like you can get a little bit more a yep. little bit more out of uh, a couple of these guys um anything he's from dead. the Dallas side kind of catch your attention I'll be honest. Not a whole lot of them stood out to me. Like, we know Heiskanen's very good at the sport of hockey. Um, I, I don't think we need to reestablish that at all. I guess the one mm-hmm. for me, as I answer my own question before I let you, which is very rude, um, I thought Ottinger tonight was really good. And That's okay. I, <laughs> I, I thought that, um, I, I thought he was a real difference maker in keeping this game close because it it could have gone real squirrely for Dallas there at some points. And Ottinger came up with a, a few big stops to keep them in it.
1: No, I I wholeheartedly agree. I that was actually going to be my pick uh, as well for for Dallas. Um, he, he like he really he didn't face too many high danger chances either. Um, that power play goal was just it was going to happen five seconds in. We've seen we've seen the Flames operate on the power play super quick before this year too. So it's uh, it's no fault of his to to let that one in. That was just also a really good shot by Lindholm. But the rest of the game, he he was he was good. He wasn't fantastic, but he was good. Uh, so I think if if you're gonna give player the game honors uh, to either side. I'd probably go with him for Dallas.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's pretty safe to say. Um, yeah. As we start to to wind down here in this one, uh, the playoff series are always about adjustments like that's That is always going to be otherwise game one just looks like game two, game three, game four, and then the series is over. Um, so from a Calgary perspective, is there an adjustment you would like to see the Flames make going into game two?
1: maybe stay out of the box a little <laughs> bit more if you, if you can help it. Yeah. Uh, not that it was a detriment to them. They didn't, you know, they, it wasn't, uh, they didn't give anything up on the, on the penalty kill uh, tonight, which was nice. And maybe try to capitalize a little more when you do have the man of, I know. And I know I, 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 I sound like I'm grasping for straws because they scored a power play goal and it was the only goal of the game. Um, but really make it sting. Like, we know this power play is good. Set something up, get some good chances and good shots there with with traffic in front. Um, and, and to your point too, just like, I, I would like to see a little bit more from Tyler tofoli I think he kind of slowed down as the, as the year kind of wrapped up. And I was really hoping to see him, you know, go to another gear uh, come game one. So I don't know if it was maybe just a slow start. I don't know if he's playing through something. I don't know what the case may be, but I would like to see him elevate his game a little bit more. Um, And aside from that, uh, not a whole lot. I think that it was, it was a pretty good game aside from the fact that, uh, I'd like to see a couple more goals.
0: <laughs> that's fair, yeah. Um, for me, I, I think maybe use the blue line a little bit more. If things are gonna yeah. get as congested in the middle, I think you can open things up a little bit by getting some of those attacks on the point. And that's easy to say when your best shot was sitting after 20 minutes because you beat the crap out of someone. Um so that, right. that makes it a little bit more difficult to to pull that off. But I, I think that there could be a little bit more offense from the defense there. Otherwise, like we talked about before a a picture perfect performance for the Calgary flames on this night. So uh, we got an off day tomorrow and then right back at it for, uh, for game two coming up on Thursday, Audi where can people find you, sir?
1: Find me on Twitter at Audi James or on Instagram at Audi James underscore because somebody took at Audi James. So I had to add the underscore Um, and that's about it.
0: All right, uh, if you want to find me, I am at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter and Instagram, uh, as well, twitch.tv PrimetimePK. Thank you to uh, everyone for tuning in, and we will talk to you all next time. Thank you. Uh, this has been Game Over Calgary.